Welcome back to Adolescence After Alderaan. I'm Caroline Guthrie. I'm Meg Fariello. Uh, we are a podcast dedicated to retracing our adolescent journey through the Star Wars Expanded Universe, one book at a time. Yep. And this time we read... <laughs> what a time it was. <laughs> it, was a, it was a time. This was a time in my life. We read Planet of Twilight by Barbara Hambly. Yeah, so this is the third book in a very loose trilogy. A trilogy that I thought would be better resolved at this point than it is. Yes, and I'm not even sure if it is a trilogy. It doesn't, it seems it to be. It is referred to as the Callista trilogy. Okay, I'm not, is that a retro? I think it is a retro fitted thing okay because in the book i have which is a hardcover edition of this book i don't did know you, why like, have that in your in i your had it collection? but i definitely did not read this book yeah i will tell you that um the hard it doesn't really mention it mentions that barbara handley wrote children of the jedi but it does not mention that it's like the third and some kind of trilogy trilogy you were um, really out in front of this uh, this book, hardcover edition. <laughs> it could have been a gift. You I could have seen it the off cover the shelf and been like, good, "This is it is an attractive cover." This is something I would want to read. I definitely didn't read it. I have no <laughs> memory of this insanity. <laughs> yeah. So if you listen to our previous Barbara Hambly book episode, mm-hmm. "Children of the Jedi," you might recall. That that was a really confusing book for both of us, and that we were iffy on uh, on what happened and why and how. And right. this book, would you say more or less confusing? I would say it's slightly less confusing. I but, agree, but not in a way that makes it good. <laughs> no, no. But, but we do the one sort of redeeming thing about this book. And something we've complained about a lot that this book kind of fixes is we are kind of in one location, pretty or one planet, pretty much yeah. the whole time. I mean, they do send the droids and Han be bopping around a little bit, yeah. But for the but most the part, story that matters, right, is, is is kind of focused in one location. I would say spot. that made it slightly less confusing, I think, than Children of the Jedi. Yeah, and it was a little more, in some way, grounded than Children of the Jedi. Like, yes, the Children of the Jedi had a lot of like technology doing crazy things, and there's a little of that here, but not so yeah. much. Yeah, and it was, it was still pretty rough though. Like, it was a rough go. I got, I, I understood it less the more I progressed. Like, yeah, which I think is first, also true of Children of the Jedi. The first half of this book, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I get it. I wasn't that into it, but I, I got it. Right. And then uh, there was a moment. It, it was the beginning of chapter 17 when I was like, <laughs> oh, I have no idea what's going what's on happening. anymore. Yeah. Do we want to take a stab at this plot? So for me, <laughs> I can do parts of it. I can take a stab at Leia's plotline, and I think get it pretty right. Um, I could maybe do Luke's plotline okay. I have no concept of what Han Solo was up to in this book. Okay, this is great. I have That is the same for me. I also have zero idea what R2 and 3 were. None. None. To the point that in the last, like, chunk the last 20 to 25 percent of the book i just was skipping their chapters because yes, i have no I, idea what that i was. had no idea i mean i flipped past the pages i stopped when admiral dalla's name came up yeah but other than that it was i have no Can't idea tell you well we can you. just skip them and just do the luke and luke yeah. story <laughs> I guess. those are the important plots yeah the other ones definitely felt like definitely felt like an add-on yeah subplot yeah. Yeah. So who do you want to start with? Let's start with Leia. Leia yeah. is going to a meeting with as, with... as per usual. That's her deal. Going to a meeting with a guy. With uh, a dude. 
with a dude. And the dude is from a planet uh-huh. uh, where, okay, so they think that none of the original inhabitants of the planet are there anymore. Right. They're yes. wrong. That's going right. to come up. But uh, <laughs> it was a planet that was used as like an imperial prison planet. Right. Like a place to dump people. Yeah. People were just getting dumped on this planet in the hope they would die. And they didn't die. They managed to eke out an existence. Right. And there were also people who were guarding the planet who ended up staying there. This planet is Australia. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like an outbacky. So, so this planet is Australia, except they don't have Sydney. They don't have right. lovely beaches. It's just, it's just right wilderness. Yeah, just wilderness. And so they're considered the <laughs> the word that's coming to my head is outlander, and I know that's not right. Yeah, but there's <laughs> there's a there's a word for them. The old timers. They're yeah, the old timers. So the old timers uh are very They've been living on this planet for generations, and right. they are a very, like, superstitious, anti-technology, anti-outsider mm-hmm. kind of culture. They're like, I just want to sit here and grow, eke out a bitter existence on a hard world. Right. That's my thing. That's what, what I do. And they're very, just, yeah. very religious. They don't want to join the Republic. They're just like, no thanks. And then there's this smaller group of newcomers who have basically tried to colonize the planet and they want to bring in their new technology and they want to open up the planet for trade and they want to just sort of make it a contemporary planet and they're met with like really really violent resistance by the old timers so this guy who's meeting with leia is the head of the resistance amongst the newcomers. newcomers yeah. So he's sort of sitting down with Leia to be like, hey, could you please use the power of the New Republic to fix this problem? By the way, this is something that you piece together painstakingly. Yes, throughout the whole, like it is torture. <laughs> incredible amount of time. Hundreds of pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, but at the beginning of the book, he's like, could you please interfere? And she says, no, because your planet had a vote on whether or not they want to join the Republic. Right, and, and they said no, yeah. They said no, and we're going to respect that. And you knew what these people were like before you tried to colonize their planet, and it's right. still their planet, and if you don't like their attitude, you shouldn't have colonized it. Um, and they go back and forth a little while, and meanwhile, everyone on all the ships that came with Leia is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> they just turn off. And then Leia starts to die. And, right? Yes. They yeah. kidnap Leia. They kidnap and Leia. <laughs> they kidnap Leia, and they take her to the planet. Yes. Um, And they keep her, like, really doped up on some hallucinogenic. Yeah, some kind of blossom. It's called, like... They call it sweet blossom, but it's definitely yeah. just like heroin. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's outer like, space heroin. heroin. <laughs> they keep her drugged. Yeah, they're keeping um, it. They're putting it in her water supply. It's like a really hot desert planet, and all of her water has space heroin right. in it right. to keep her sort of compliant. Yeah. I don't yes. totally know why they kidnapped her. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> like we're off to a great. I mean, like, I understand that the meeting, like, there was never a belief that the meeting would go how he said he wanted it to go. The plan was always to kill everybody and kidnap her. Yes. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure what the the end goal of the... Oh! No. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have a guess, but we'll get to it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, the day of the meeting, Leia got a message that was like, hey, seriously, don't take this meeting Right. From Callista. Right. From And from Luke, Luke is just like ex-girlfriend. Oh my god. Callista. I have right. to be with her. I love yeah. her so oh. much. And everyone's like, but she left you and said she didn't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I love her so much. And so Luke just spends this book aggressively stalking Callista in various ways. Yeah, well he's like he's with the sort of like meeting group of of ships, and his ship gets gets shot down on the planet at a certain point. 
Yeah. He's with the meeting group of ships, and after a lot of people start dying, but before Leia gets kidnapped, kidnapped, Leia's like, hey, Callista sent this message, and he's like, I've got to go chat her up. So he gets on a B-wing and goes to the planet, but he gets shot down on the way down or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the planet, too. And he's going around telling everyone his name is Owen Lars. Yeah, which, like... (laughs) Come on, Luke. You could come up. <laughs> you just make up a name. name. Yeah, make up a name. Just make like, up a name. Because if anyone did any reading up on your Wikipedia page, they would you see Lars. <laughs> yeah, like that's a really significant person in your life. Like if you're famous, he should be famous too. Right. Or at least like one person on that planet would be like, hey, is this like, Luke's song? People know who Meghan Markle's mom is. Right. Like her right. name. Like, maybe not everybody, but like. No, but like a significant number yeah. of people do. Right. I know it starts with a D. Right. Um, also, he looks like Luke Skywalker, and we've established yeah. that there are images of these people out there. <laughs> yeah, when you like put up a holo of them, people are like, "Oh, that's who they are. They're public right. figures." Right. Um. So, but anyway, he's telling people his name is Owen Lars. He's like be bopping around. Right. Yeah. He's like trying to find Callista, finding you know, learning bits and pieces about like the old timers versus the newcomers and. There's, like, some force stuff on the planet that's The planet weird. just has, like, spontaneous force storms. Which, like, what is a force? Maybe we could say that. <laughs> <laughs> and he meets, like, a lady who uses the force to make you not realize she's a hideous witch. It's, like, a very sort of weird fairy tale. Yeah. Fairy tale that's on acid, like. kind of. Yeah, like, you think she's, like, a pretty lady. and But actually, like, she's, she's a witch. She's a scary dark side witch who uses mind control and trickery and did Callista used to live on this planet? Like is this yeah. the planet Callista's from? I think so. So Callista used to live on the planet and I think Callista when she lived on the planet was sold as a slave to that witch lady. Well, yeah. And the witch lady made her go try to steal a lightsaber from somebody else and then they gave her to another guy to eat and she survived right. all of that. Yeah. They don't go into yeah. it. <laughs> this is already getting really hard. <laughs> this is so hard. Okay, so let's just bare bones it. So Leia okay. is kidnapped. She's kidnapped. How? She's high. She's hanging yeah. out. Right. Um. There's a guy sort of helping her out. There's a guy who's got some weird stuff going on with her. Yeah. his feelings about her. He's like an yeah. older guy, and he loves her so much, and she makes him feel bad about himself, but yeah, also makes him, like, like, darling and stuff. It's like, like my, yeah, he's, like, calling her, like, darling and, like, my sweet child. Right, my dear. Kind of yeah, stuff. yeah. Really. Um, a lot of he, pet names. And he's working with the bad guys, and he's useless in helping the reader further understand what's going on with the bad guys, because he keeps oh, yeah, being, like, sure. He's like, oh, Leia, I wish I could tell you what's going on, but it's so complicated. Right, I, can't I can't even begin to tell you. you. <laughs> like, you wouldn't understand. I can't tell you. You wouldn't right. understand. It's like, why are you here? <laughs> what are you doing to me? Um, so then, the there, oh, oh, there's the guy who makes the plague. We need to talk about him. Oh, he's yeah. It's like, like a dude who's really creepy, who's like a parasitic yes. kind of guy, and he is the source of the death seed plague. Right, which is what kills everyone everybody, on yeah. the ship. But he's like can also control it. So he like turned it off after they right. infected Leia with it to kidnap her. But he also really wants to eat Leia. Yeah. He's like the guy who called brains soup, kind of. Oh yeah. Uh Jarek no. Jarek Denico. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> Is that like yeah. a shoe brand or a Star Wars character name? <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel delirious. This book is driving me crazy. I'm on what, the sweet blossom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Was okay. a guy who like was a really like Leia knew and hung out with a guy who was a major like drug addict and also a pilot and like an official fleet i yeah. feel like if you're high on sweet blossom all the time they should take away your space flight license but yeah. you know whatever what? they died but uh yeah this book is really like trippy and it's a little trippy thinking back on it okay now. so this guy's hanging out this other guy's out. Leia's- what is the connection? Okay, <laughs> I have a question. Okay, Between- yes. So Seti Ash 
I want to say Asgard, but that's not Asgard. I thought it was Asgard too. <laughs> okay, he's the guy who's the like resistance. Yes, and 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 at first we think he is the son of a senator, an imperial senator, yes, um, who was put on the planet by Palpatine like years ago. It turns right. out that that creepy guy with the plague has been like keeping him alive, and it's and the young. same person. Yes, which I don't know why that's important or matters at all. But it it's the just same person. Surprise, Luke. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, Luke had a slight shock. Um, so that's that guy. But there's yes. a hut. There is a hut. Yeah. What is the connection between the hut and this guy? Because Leia, okay. when she's kidnapped, has like dinner with the hut. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm so I, sorry that this episode is all over the place. <laughs> no, we are going to parse this out. Okay. I think I know this. Okay. okay. So in the history of this planet, they sent down the witch lady and the hut who is force sensitive oh, okay. yeah, at yeah. the same time. And they had a falling out and split up. So then there's right. these like two sources of force power on the planet. And the hut, being a hut doing his thing, right. likes to eat stuff. Right. And his chef is like, oh boy, I've got a great idea for something delicious for you to eat. Mm-hmm. And he takes this, like, parasite worm creature that they have all over this planet that contains the death seed plague, but it's actually harmless because if it's exposed to sunlight, it dies. So right. they, why they, they don't tell to go big. in the sun all the time, yeah. The draws. And... He, like, keeps it in a closet and grows it and mutates it to make it, like, a really big one for the Mm -hmm. hut to eat. Right. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, grown in the closet, a happy worm. But then after it's been in the closet growing for a long time, it, like, gains sentience and decides to keep growing and being bigger and so then by the time (laughs) it gains sentience and starts using its like vampiric life force draining powers on the chef so it's like draining life from the chef (laughs) but also also giving life back to the chef creating sort of a vampiric thrall relationship between itself and the chef so it's a real kind of uh like renfield model Mm -hmm, like you know mm -hmm, yeah so once it takes control of the chef it then moves on is it still in the closet (laughs) i think it's like no no it's not in the closet anymore (laughs) it's like sitting in the closet just like making plans I mean, it has to go in the closet during the daytime because sunlight is still unacceptable for it, but it's wandering around. (laughs) So then after it gets the chef under its control, it then develops the same dynamic with the hut. Hut. Okay. Okay. And because the hut is like a major kind of kingpin on the planet, planet. when this imperial senator dude shows up, he doesn't know about the closet monster. <laughs> so he's trying. He like edges out the hut. He like takes his power. But when right. he takes his power, he also like, because he's a jerk, also wants to like take over his household and take all of his servants. And inadvertently, right. he also gets the closet monster. Right. And so the closet monster develops the same oh, I drain with- your life, I give okay. you life dynamic with, with Mr. Asgard. Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. so that's why there's a vampire life force monster right. an old man pretending to be his own son disguised as a young man in a hut living in a right. house together. Living in a house. That's what I, I was like, why are all of these people living together in some kind of you know reality tv show celebrity <laughs> living in the <laughs> and same they house. all hate they do not get on no um, no yeah that was the impression i got and that's why i was confused <laughs> and then they also have the guy who loves leia who's yeah. like oh my dear child leia who calls himself a philosopher i think you can just do that willy-nilly in yeah this i think world. you can just do that if you want yeah and he's a actually a holo splicer He's really effective at creating fake holo videos, right. which 
people like have never heard of this kind of thing before. They've never thought a holo might be untrustworthy. Right, right, right. Um, so he makes like a fake video of Leia being mean to turn the planet against the Republic, and it right. works perfectly. Um, and he also does something with synth droids, uh, mm-hmm. but that doesn't end up mattering. No, so. I don't think it matters at all. Yeah. yeah. So this all, it's, it's a wild house. Yeah. So it's a real crazy, a real crazy spot that Leia gets real, dropped into. Right. But eventually, with the help of the My Dear Sweet Child guy, escapes. It's sort of inadvertent help. Like, he didn't plan for her to escape. No, but he, like, stops putting the sweet He didn't stop like, drugging her and all that and, kind of And stuff. she has been, like, studying her room and the pipes and, like, she manages to get away um, right. at a certain point. When she escapes, that's really where I start to lose my yeah, grasp on I, the story. This is going to all be conjecture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So theoretically. So theoretically, she escapes and, and Callista finds her or she yeah. runs into Callista. She runs into Callista. Callista is somewhere somewhere out God, in the wilderness. God only knows what she's been doing. Right. And, and Callista, it doesn't matter, I don't think. Callista gives her some lightsaber lessons. They talk about oh, yeah, the nature of the force. Part of the, the the sort of ongoing Leia story is that I think we just we, need to table that whole thing. Okay, we'll table it. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I mean, uh, I, like it's it needs to be discussed in some detail, but like we <laughs> need to make here. our way through this story. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Callista gives her some lightsaber lessons. They ha- she has some crazy dreams. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, and they so. go up and down. And yeah, and a around. Yeah, <laughs> just like traversing. And after Leia escapes, Mr. My Dear Sweet Child is no longer welcome in the household, and the vampire guy is going to eat him. And then Luke says, you know what? At the last second, Luke barely decides to save him. And then they run into Leia, but I don't think they run into Callista. No, I don't actually know what happens to Callista. (laughs) I think she just leaves. Yeah, I think she just leaves. She doesn't die, though, right? No, she's fine. Yeah, she's, she's just like, leave. bye. Yeah, but they run it. I think Callista's like, I don't really want to talk to Luke anymore, which, like, who could blame her? Um, <laughs> yeah. At this point, <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, they eventually and run into even Leia. Even Leia's like, no, you don't need to talk to Luke. Right, no, nobody needs to talk to Luke. It's fine. Leia and uh, kills the hut yes, with the with lightsaber. Leia has a lightsaber fight with a hut. With the hut, yeah. Who Using is the, the training. hut is force sensitive. Yeah, and has with, a lightsaber and, and lightsaber. is very And he's very agile. Yeah, he's, he's like, quick. He's, he's a young unbelievably hut. quick. Yeah. He's, he's a young hut. He can move on his own. Yeah, he's he's not Jabba. He is, like, very, yeah. very uh, stealthy and a good yeah. fighter. Yeah, so she lightsabers the hut. Yeah, and then they bring paperwork to the people of the planet to be right. like, here, see, he was betraying you. I think the whole plan was just to take away the colonists' land and the old-timers' land and just strip-mine the whole planet for a corporation. Right. Yes. I don't I know think. why that was too complicated a, a plan for Mr. My Dear Sweet Child to explain to Leia, but I'm right. pretty sure, I'm sure that was what the plan it was, was all just like yeah. a Hearst comes to Deadwood kind of mm-hmm. scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can I just talk about Deadwood, Deadwood on <laughs> every episode of this podcast from here on out? Find a Deadwood reference. We will find the Deadwood, the Deadwood link. Um, but it is yeah. like these people who are of like they have a strong financial interest in the planet, but they don't have legitimate legal standing to be yeah, there. So they're trying to like they're unwelcome yeah. by like the people who were there before, right? And they're trying to protect their own interests, and that desire to protect their interest is being exploited by someone who says that he serves their interest, but actually is just trying to take it all for himself. Right. I don't know why that guy couldn't just say that. Yeah, I don't know. But it's he ends up with com- Admiral Dalla then exploding. Okay. No, I don't oh. think no. They're fine. They're <laughs> fine. So again, I do not know what the droids or Han are up to. Right. Well, Han like appears in chapter like ten. Yeah. Like, way into this. And and it seems like him and Lando and Chewie are just like trying to find Leia. Yeah, like I texted you that it was so long for Han to show up, I did not think he was gonna be in the book. Right, which would have been fun. Which would have been fine. He's on the cover. But it would have been fine. Right. Like, yeah. you don't need everybody you in don't. every book. No, so they're just going around looking do. for 
Leia. They're not doing a great job. And the droids are just sort of like ping-ponging around, getting passed between disreputable owners who want to do different things to them. And I don't – other than one guy who talks – there's more direct discussion of sex in this book than any Star Wars book we've had. But – so they they ping-pong around through all kinds of people and they end up somehow with Admiral Dalla. Right. And Admiral Dalla hacks R2-D2 to get the whole story of everything that's happened. And it turns out – and oh, boy. So Admiral Dalla, after saying to Pelinor, you know what? I'm a failure. I quit. I can't right. lead the Empire. Now her thing is that she's trying to be the mayor of a group of, like, 3,000 people, men, women, and children – who just want to live like it's still Imperial days. Right. They're just Imperial loyalists. They don't want power. They don't want to take over the galaxy. They don't want a fleet. They just want to settle on a nice planet and talk about right. how great the Empire was. And they were investing their money in this scheme, this corporate scheme, okay. to strip mine the planet. They didn't know that it wasn't on the up and up. They just right. thought like, oh, this is a great investment. And they were getting made off. Right. So, Admiral Dalla then, like, goes to the planet with Han. They, like, carpool there or yeah. something to yeah. be, like, let's get our investment back. And she asks Han, like, do you think it's going to be okay? Like, is the New Republic going to mess with our planet? And he's like, well, I don't really know, but we don't usually mess with people if they don't want to join, if you're not going to be attacking us. Like, right. it should be fine. So, they go in to have this meeting, and Admiral Dalla and Mr. My Dear Sweet Child just, like, lock eyes across the room some enchanted evening. They're, like, long-lost lovers from when yeah, they, they were like teenagers. To together and, like, <laughs> And then they just, like, legit, just, like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't everyone have the meeting. to leave at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave. And everyone says, okay, that seems right. Yeah. Um, hmm. So they're gone. And Callista leaves and she and luke also do sort of an eye lock across the room but it's uh the after graduation on buffy kind of farewell where they just like make eye contact wave but like don't have a big yeah no they don't actually connect with each other like they see each other and luke waves and calista's like oh praise christ he's not gonna talk to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she leaves And yeah, I, and that's I guess that's it. I mean they they does Mr. Asgard die? Does anybody die except the hut? I have no idea. I don't really remember what happens Mr. Did Asgard. they kill the vampire dude? They gotta. But yeah, I don't know. I guess. And this was all just a plan for the vampire dude to get off the planet because the sunlight right. on this one kills him, but like he could just go to another planet and be right. like Superman and be fine. Um yeah. he's he's gotta be dead. But I can't swear to it. No, <laughs> if he comes back up in New Jedi we, Order, like said, it, yeah. Who knows? Probably. I am going to show up at that. My confidence level in everything we just said in the last 30 minutes is... 50%. Yeah. Average to 50. High is 80. Low is 30. 30. Like... Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. You could come back and be like, that was all wrong. And I'd be like, (laughs) sure. (laughs) I accept that. (laughs) Fine. I read this book today. I, my last moment was 15 minutes before we started. <laughs> That's when I finished it. And this was baffling. This book, it's, it's like if a fever dream were a Star Wars novel. It does not feel like a fever dream. Including Leia having multiple fever dreams throughout yeah. the book. And Luke does That she too. takes very seriously. And Luke does too. Luke has weird dreams about like. Jaws? Jaws having brain surgery performed on them in Aunt Beru's kitchen. Um, yeah, it's bananas. <laughs> and it also follows the logics of like an eight to ten year old making up a story. Like they yeah. tell you that they made up a story, and then they start telling it to you, and you realize that they're making it up right As then. They're going, yeah. And it's not right. going to adhere to narrative right. structure because right. of that. Or like that's what this book feels yeah. like. Yeah. So given all that. I feel like we should talk about the like Leia's relationship to the idea of the Force and Jedi mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, because um, that is somewhat. I guess that's the like most grounded theme I could 
parse yeah. this insanity with sort of yeah, layers, which is something that has come up before in other right. books. Is that like Luke's always like, Lay, you gotta work on your training. Like, don't forget your training. And she's like, I'm so busy. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. In this one, though, they make it that Barbara, for Barbara Hambly's perspective is that Leia is afraid to right. tap into the force because she's so scarred by being, by like Darth, Darth Vader, Vader, by knowing that yeah. she's the daughter of Darth Vader, that she right. doesn't want, she doesn't want there to be the potential of, Darth Vader inside herself. Like right. the fact that that power is within her, it's really upsetting to her. And it's also really upsetting to her that that power is like within her children as well. That's oh, yeah. a major There's, theme here. Like, yeah. A yeah. conversation her- she has with Callista about like raising the kids and being really fearful about. The kids don't actually appear in the book no. directly, except for like a second where they're barely on screen yeah. when Han first no, shows yeah. up. They're, they're not really. But Leia has like book. multiple dreams about them being evil jedi so she has one where she she dreams that her kids are like teenagers and she's introducing them to bail organa and then they like all draw their lightsabers and anakin slices bail organa in half Mm -hmm. in front of her and then she has another one later that maybe we should talk about later that's more about herself than the kids but in that one too the kids are dark jedi and I just feel like Leia probably should have had a lot of therapy before she had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like <laughs> it seems like this is the early stages of her thinking about these things that probably she would have been thinking about. Yeah, I mean a lot. At this point geez, where are we even? The kids are like five? Three? Five? I don't know. This isn't that long after Jedi Academy. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe like four. And- the kids were like four, maybe, and it's just kind of a bummer because in every book, Leia has come off as a sort of disinterested and distant parent, right? But this is making it that she is a disinterested and dis- distant parent because she is actively afraid, afraid of, of her, her children. Kids. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's that quote says. Uh, the grandchildren of Darth Vader with only the teachings of law and justice between the New Republic and that terrible dream. She remembered all the efforts that had been made to kidnap them, to use them, to twist them into tools for greater obsession and we've barely gotten started. And and all while people assumed that she would teach them better, teach them not to use their powers for selfishness or impulse, while she watched the jackals of the broken empire and the members of her own council squabble and snatch and waste time and lives. It's like pretty grim. Yeah, sort of dark. Like, I do appreciate that Barbara Hambly focuses on the trauma of the explosion of Alderaan for Leia. That was also a big thing in Children of the Jedi. Yeah. But it's, like, she also has it as, like, a very sort of static, unprocessed trauma. Like, Leia's not moving forward. No. At all. And, like, what the answer to that is, like... Yeah, because Callista's like, you got to come to terms with this. And Leia's like, well, I can't. And Callista's like, well, you don't have to do it now. Right, right. It's going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, Leia's always been a bummer in these books, I think. Yeah, she is a bummer. And this is a slightly more complicated bummer. Right, it is. There's more going on, but she's just sort of... It seems like maybe the reason that Leia is just sort of like stymied in this life that she doesn't like and not emotionally close with her children and very hot and cold with her husband is because she has this like horrible PTSD that no one's helping her with. Right. So, like, she can't <laughs> and so she's just like or, walled yeah. off from everyone. Yeah. And then and it makes sense. Like if that was a bigger theme throughout all of these books, right? That would make sense right. as to like why the kids aren't being raised primarily by Han and Leia. Like, yeah. They're being raised primarily by Winter and 3PO, yeah. You know, that there's, she's like actively afraid. (laughs) Yeah, she's like actively frightened of these children. Which is understandable considering what happens in like the Jedi Academy and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's intense. For sure. And she's not wrong. No, like these kids do screw up majorly. Right. And like at least two of them flirt with the dark side, if not go completely. One of them. One of them does go to the dark side. One of them goes real bad. I feel the other like Jaina gets bad. close. Jaina goes bad for like a while. <coughs> I think she comes. She comes back. 
Yeah, she does. And I don't think Anakin, because he he's a perfect make it, angel. Though. But he, and he does. The good one doesn't make it, so. Right, yeah. So she's not, like, this, she this is, was also a bummer about it, is she's not wrong. She's not wrong, but also it's just like, why are we structuring the universe this way, where she survived yeah. tragedy, she's facing right. further tragedy, and in between there's just, like, hollow hollowness. It's not even, there's not even, there's no right. respite. Right. It's just her being stuck tortured. in positions that she doesn't want to be in. And Yeah. Luke, around the same time, tells Leia, I guess, when he thinks that she's going to make it back to Coruscant before him. It's like, tell the guys at the Academy I'll be back. Direct quote. <laughs> like, yeah. Who knows what? Tell the guys at the Academy I'll be back. I have to go chase around the woman who dumped me a year ago. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what he says every time he leaves. It's like, I'll be it's back. Like, I'll be back. Whatever. You don't know when. You guys. Fine. Yeah. Tion, take over. Whatever. It, it might be a month. It might be a year. Who cares? It might be 20 years. But I'll be yeah. back. Who cares? You don't need me. Yeah. I, I've taught you everything that I can. If some new students show up, it's part of your training to teach them. Right. That is the training. <laughs> yeah. Train someone. You learn Learn by teaching. You learn. Yeah. You learn. You retain more of what you teach than of yeah. what you hear. It's just. Yeah. It's science. My success rate is like 50%. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna pretty be good. <laughs> it's pretty I know good. you're impressed. <laughs> Luke's the worst. He's really. I mean, Luke's arc in this book really is. A woman told me she did not want to see me anymore. Right. Uh, but she I cannot to find accept herself that and take time for herself because I have feelings for her. She needs to talk to me. Yeah. I'm going to scour the universe for her. To have a conversation that she has told me is unwelcome. Right. That's not great. It's not great. That's it's poor behavior from Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, he... I mean, he's oh. just like a stalker. He's like not taking rejection and he's stalking Callista. It's a real yeah. problem. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and she's not like... I mean, you know, when we, when we finally run into her, you know, I think she's like has somewhat fond feelings for Luke, but she is not like... No, like she says, she's like, I'll love him forever, which maybe she's just being diplomatic. But that's always followed with, but I do not want to see or speak to him. It is right. not good for me. Right. I, I, I don't. Yeah, that's not what I need. Like, being around him is psychologically difficult for me. I need to be a person on my own. Right. And Luke just like could give a crap yeah, until literally the last possible moment. There's also weird references to things that are too close to thing to being things we have, but not quite them, like coffee. Like <laughs> Get a nice cup of The only note I took on this book. <laughs> Get a nice cup of caffeine. Which is, I guess, the combination of... Co I, I mean, I know it's a combination of coffee and caffeine, but, like, why not just call it caffeine? Yeah, or coffee. Kevin J. Or Anderson. Coffee. Has a Kevin J. Anderson has people eating like drinking coffee and eating donuts at board meetings. Like you can do, yeah, you could just say coffee. Yeah, it's fine. We can have that. You can I mean, just we have, have clocks coffee. and we've got TV. Yeah, although they don't call it those they don't things call it either. That, though. Chrono. But you could call it yeah your <laughs> chrono and the holovid. Yeah, holovid. Yeah, but you don't need to call it coffee. And then they also talk about silver space tape, which is obviously duct tape. Yeah, silver space tape. Because I say, oh, a silver space tape was a standing joke among colonists. Everything was held together with it, from household appliances to allegedly the Imperial Palace on Coruscant. And that just made me think of the joke about duct tape, that duct tape is the force. It has a light side and a dark side and holds the universe together. It's like, right. do you have that joke about silver space tape? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> it would be really relevant to your lives, but it'd also be weird. Weird that you have the same joke. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it would, does silver space tape have a dark side? Because then it'll totally hold, this thing would totally hold together. Right. I bet it does. Probably. I don't even know. What do we even say about this? I don't know. I, like, I, I don't have much to say. I, the Leia stuff I think was the most interesting, and I think again always my criticism is like why don't we just focus on one thing for one book <laughs> i mean this book when it first started out and it was just focused on leia, leia for yeah. quite a while i was i was into it but i was also like how can this be a whole book right but then rather than develop it which you could have which you could have yeah it ended up being everything okay so let's talk about 
the other crazy dream Leia has because okay. where she sees herself. Because mm-hmm. that one was weird. I want to break this one down. Let's jog, like jog my memory, but <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I want you to pretend that you are like a Star Wars universe like therapist slash dream interpreter. Okay. All right, Leia comes to you and mm-hmm. says. You know, I've had this terrible dream. <laughs> it's okay. haunting me. Mm-hmm. I dreamed that I was back in the Imperial Palace of my girlhood. I was mm-hmm. on my way to see the Emperor again for the first time, like when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, there was someone sitting on the throne wearing the Emperor's robe. Oh, okay. And <laughs> going, I and, remember. <laughs> okay. And next to them, sitting next to the throne, was me. Wearing the slave Leia outfit that I was wore in Jabba's palace, mm-hmm. but I was like beaten down and defeated in a way that I never was in Jabba's palace, and I was chained to the throne and just in total, totally broken. And then who I thought was the emperor took off their robe, and it was also me, but a way more powerful, more beautiful, special and wonderful version of me. I was taller. My hands were better looking in a way that I've always wished my hands were. <laughs> I had my hair was just flow a flowing cloud of cinnamon, and my eyes were. <laughs> piercing and behind my throne were my teenage children with their lightsabers drawn looking all evil i didn't focus on that Mm -hmm. and the bad version of me was also like six feet tall i've always been insecure about my height Mm -hmm. the bad version of me like threw the good version of me on the floor and kicked her a couple times and she just like laid there sobbing and empress leia said to me Take out your lightsaber. You have to give it to one of us. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to give my lightsaber to the evil empress. But then if I gave the lightsaber to the loser quitter on the version of me on the floor, the empress was just going to take it anyway. But I felt like I had to give it to someone. And then I woke up. What do you think? <laughs> okay. Let's see. So there were three Leias. Yes. Me and two other Leias. Right. The, the wimpy Leia. Yes. And the tall Leia. Yes, with the good hands. With the good hands. <laughs> Specific thing to be insecure about. I know. that John Mulaney sh- bit when he talks about <laughs> the kids making fun of his hips? He's got fem- feminine hips. <laughs> That's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> well, Leia's always wanted white, powerful hands with long fingers. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? I mean, I guess... Maybe those are kind of the two, the the slave Leia and the Empress Leia are perhaps the two versions of Leia that she fears the most. So like she fears becoming, she fears that using the force, right, and taking up the lightsaber and, and you know, you know, listening to Luke's constant nagging about her, <laughs> practicing her Jedi skills, right, will lead to that beautiful hands, beautiful hair. <laughs> tall (laughs) tall dark uh dark jedi right um but then there's that other side of that too which is the being like weak and unable to defend herself and you know victimized in an extreme way and so there's like like there's it seems to me from that and i don't know if this is what barbara heavily intended right but there's like a middle ground and like her, the third self, right? The, the her that actually like walks in there and sees this happening, right? Has to figure out a way to like reconcile, not necessarily that you need to like combine those two things, but to be like, okay, where can I, or what kind of person can I be that I'm, I'm strong and I got beautiful hands and I'm, <laughs> and I'm independent and I feel good about me in control, right? But also that I'm not evil, that I'm, you know. Yeah. Like the choice is, the force and the risk of the force is the dark side or right. powerlessness. Right. Which is not true. And I think that's part of the the frustration I think that we've had with Leia's character throughout all of these books, right? Is that, and I forget which book it was, but there was one where we're like, well, what if she just said to Luke, like, I don't want to be a Jedi. Like, yeah. What if this, like, it wasn't afraid. It wasn't no, that she afraid. couldn't do it. Yeah. She's not she just said, like, insecure. Yeah. She's just like, listen, like, I have these powers. It'd be great to get, like, a couple lessons just to, like, 
have some control over it. But honestly, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Right. Which seems like what is what happens ultimately. Yeah. There was some weird stuff going on. I don't. I didn't catch the Jawa brain surgery dream. No, I thoroughly could not follow. (laughs) But I'm going to assume when it got to like Empress Leia and Slave Leia whimpering, I would. I kind of like slowed down. Like, okay, wait wait a second. (laughs) See what this is about. (laughs) Flowing cloud of cinnamon. Let's see what this is going. Let's see what this is about. Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I and I, I do think that there is a narrative in here that we're, you know, take away whatever's going on with the droids, take away Han, because it's completely unnecessary. Yeah, no, he adds <laughs> and just, nothing. Like, follow Leia's journey through this insanity for a book. Yeah. Let's just, like, see how it goes. Like, why? So- I don't understand why we have to have so many subplots that don't matter or, like... I think I forget, I think it was last episode or maybe the episode before, but we were talking about like we're just learning the same information from like yeah three different like, perspectives. It's yeah, just everyone like, has to figure out the same thing individually over and over again. Yeah, and and there does seem to be, and maybe it was you know like Lucas Books or whatever saying that like you can't have a book without Han and Lando and Chewie and R two and three PO and Luke and Leia. But like, why not? But it's a lot. It's too much. And also, I feel like it just like it drains the characters of any personality. Yeah, no, it gets very dull and rigid. And then Barbara Hambly throws in these bananas details, right? Which could be really interesting if we weren't so like dispersed across these like. Yeah, I feel like, and I I don't want to say that Barbara Hambly is an unskilled writer, because I don't think that's the case, but I think no. she's a bad fit for Star Wars. I just yeah. don't think this works for her, because I feel like her writing is just like super atmospheric mm-hmm. and sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's not dreamy. Qu- it it's like very a- dreamy. It's not quite like a David Lynch thing, but... I think if David Lynch adapted a Barbara Hambly novel to film, that it could yeah. it could work. They could collaborate well. Yeah, but but like tonally, I don't think it fits the page that well. But it definitely doesn't fit a plot heavy right. kind of thing. Right. So then you have right this sort of dreaminess, and then also on top of that, you're trying to like place this very complicated plot that I don't think makes 100 percent sense. No. And so, like, the dreaminess and the confusion of the plot and the too many characters, it's really hard to follow. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Barbara Hambly could write a Star Wars novel that was engaging and dreamy and kind of mind-melty and just have it be the whole novel is, like, yeah. a character having a drink mm-hmm. with another character. Right, tell- that's and what just- I was- Oh, my God, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking today. <laughs> this would work so well if it was, like had a sort of narrative structure like that, right? Where someone yeah. was like, I have this insane story. Yeah. They're just like talking and you can do tangents. You know, one right. of them like looks into his drink and starts daydreaming. One of them like remembers a dream that he had last year. Yes. They're, maybe they're drinking absinthe and kind of starting to half hallucinate in ways, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, like, but it needs but- a structure, that's not just like a go 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 Star Wars. No, it needs like a very roomy and forgiving structure. Right. It needs and it could a work. lot of space. I, know. I would love to read a Star Wars novel. <laughs> yeah, like why not? Like go for it. Like imagine a Star Wars novel that was like two random we don't know them characters meet up in some bar, Coruscant, whatever, right? They're yeah. having they're meeting up and they're like, I have this insane story to tell you. And the story like is about our main, like one of our main characters or our main characters, right? And it's told from this like perspective of someone that we don't know, them sort of like running in. Yeah, and like someone who was like barely there, you know, do one of those like a a million shows have done this episode, right? Where you like break off from the main characters. Right, and and they follow like... there's a really – it's very well regarded. I don't know what to call it. But there's a really good episode of Batman the Animated Series, which is a cartoon from like the late 90s about Batman, where they do a Batman episode and it's just like 
four little kids hanging out and they each say that they like had an experience where they saw Batman and they each like tell their story. And one of their stories is like the Adam West kind of style Batman. And one of their stories is like the Frank Miller kind of style Batman. It's all like totally different. And it's a little bit trippy, but it totally works because it's like the structure is just like some kids hanging out, like talking. Right. Yeah. 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 That's I can think of other examples of that in TV. But yeah, it's it's like a great way to like give your main actors a break, right? And yeah. Like, <laughs> like you can you don't want to do a clip show, and your actors don't want to be there for twenty episodes. Yeah. I mean, season, there's definitely so. X Files episodes that do this, and like a ton of other things where it's just like there's I think like a Buffy th- episode that does it. Like. Yeah. At the time, I think it was meant to be like, okay, you have an episode off, but but it makes sense. It's such a creative way. To yeah. address that, right, is to be like, okay, let's have outside people that we don't know or, or, or know very little about and have them be the focus, but it is tangentially related to like a much larger or, you know, yeah. or a larger story. I would 100% love to see a Star Wars novel do that. And I would love for Barbara Hamley to write it. I, yeah. There are things I enjoy about the trippiness and the weirdness yeah. and the details that she comes up with, but it, it's very like evocative and emotional and has a sort of dream logic right it's just like it's not grounded but you need that needs space to breathe right right? that doesn't work when you're also bebopping around the galaxy with droids falling in with guys who want to tell them how much they want to have sex with a synth droid that looks like a famous actress and like yeah there's a lot of weirdness happening and like right the thing is, is that like weirdness isn't necessarily a bad thing but when you are like following the sort of like traditional like Kevin J. Anderson structure of like, we all got to meet up at the end and we all got to like figure out this plot and get to that point. You lose, it, you just get lost in it. Yeah. I mean, this book is also significantly too long. Yeah. Like, I mean, they this, all are, but yes. <laughs> I feel like Star Wars point. novels should be between 250 and 300 pages. Like, they need a note from me before they go over 300 pages. Yeah. And this one and is we've well read over. Some long one. Yeah. <laughs> Way longer this, than that. This one is well over. But yeah, I mean, just like, I don't know. I don't know why, but this passage, I just wanted to like mark. Um, so this is Han. I guess they're not at home. They're like on vacation somewhere. Cause they're never at home. They don't have lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's supposed to cover for Leia actually going off on the secret meeting. But uh, so he's inside. Han's inside. And he looks outside at Winter and the kids. He says... Winter glided fish-like with the giggling twins in the mild water, while Anakin padded solemnly all around the pinkly glowing field of his confinement bubble. <laughs> What's a confinement bubble? I think it's like a playpen, but it's a bubble. Like a hamster thing? <laughs> but I don't think it moves. But yeah. I think so it's he's like just a- in, they're playing, and he's just in a bubble. Yeah, I think so. Like, why It's amazing get- Anakin ended up... <laughs> Even slightly normal. Why couldn't they give Anakin a floaty? Why doesn't he have a little duck-shaped this floaty? This explains to- everything <laughs> as to why this child is always depicted as being really weird. <laughs> this is a weird kid. They didn't because give this kid a Because they're not even that shot. much older. Like, he's a year younger than them, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not even a full year. He's got, uh, yeah, he's like a, he's like maybe 13 months younger, like 13 to 15 right. months younger. He's like a year he's, younger than them. And he's treated like. Because like, like, even sibling, you know, even my sister and I, like, and we're three years apart, like, for the most part, like, she could do what I was doing. Like, yeah. within reason, but she wasn't confined to a bubble. No. <laughs> so, like, Imagine. that's. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's not how you raise kids. Like, okay, you two get to come swing in the pool with me. here through the bubble? Who knows? It's called a confinement bubble. He's I'm, just... I'm... He's just... Shocked. walk. He's just walking, walking around Walking in a circle. It. He's just <laughs> in the confinement walking bubble. sadly. I mean, they say solemnly, but he's just walking sadly around in the I feel like bubble. they were really trying to set up something... His bubble prison. With all these <laughs> depictions of Anakin in these, like, earlier books. Like, this kid is weird and his family doesn't take care of him. <laughs> this kid is weird and he's, like, not being looked after. Like, in the Kevin Someone J. Anderson, child services. Like, in the last one we read where, like, they're like, well, he's, like, three and he doesn't talk. And also they went to a restaurant and didn't feed him. <laughs> they didn't get anything to eat. <laughs> 
Poor child. Oh, Anakin. Again, that's like the only time you see the kids in the whole book. And it's like, there's Anakin. Yeah, that's it. That's the only glimpse of the kids. And then, so that's what's going on outside. And then inside, Han looks back inside and it says, The small parlor was dim. The lamps cached in discreet niches, casting warm patterns of light on the painted ceilings with a wavery gleam indistinguishable from that of combustible fuel. So it looks like there's a fireplace, you could just say. Yeah. The fire that played over the lumps of coal and wood on the hearth's white sand was genuine, though it issued from a buried gas pipe, and Han remembered with a sudden pang making love to Leia on the rug of milk-white stole fur the night before her departure. So, like, this is just Han and Leia had sex on a bearskin rug in yeah. front of a fireplace. <laughs> yeah. One sentence. That was, said that. that was a long journey to get to that. <laughs> really unnecessary detail. Yeah. <laughs> that description of that fireplace is bananas. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Oh, and then Han is talking to Mon Mothma, just another yeah. reason why Mon Mothma might hate Luke. Yeah. And Han's like, oh, Luke went with Leia, so maybe he knows something. And Mon Mothma says, oh, we've been trying to reach Luke on the moon of Yavin. His students thought he might have returned and gone into the jungle to meditate. I bet that's what he tells them. Yeah. He's like, oh, I was back a week ago. I just like yeah. immediately went into the woods to meditate. I just had to go meditate. Yeah. in the jungle <laughs> he probably also tells them when he leaves that yeah. he's going yeah to meditate in the jungle he's like i've been home for a month i've just been <laughs> in the jungle <laughs> yeah like okay guys look i'm not gonna take a calm with me don't come looking for me i'm yeah. about to go meditate in the jungle for a while right no matter how long i'm gone don't worry i'm a yeah. jedi master i will be back at some point yeah Maybe don't worry <laughs> Don't worry, I don't require sleep or food. Right. I'm a Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight. That's what Jedi, the definition of a Jedi. Oh, oh yeah, man. Mon Mothma really hates Luke after that, I'm sure. Yeah. Mon Mothma doesn't want to be made a fool. No. I've been trying to call you. They said you were there and you're not. Hell no. Yeah, the poor students, too, are like, oh, he's here. He's just in the woods. <laughs> he's taking care of us. He really loves us. Yeah, he's gonna be back. It's gonna be okay. He's gonna be here any second, and then he'll like, <laughs> and then he'll teach us something. Then, he, then he'll, he'll teach us something. He'll play catch with us. He'll come to our baseball games. Yeah, like, he'll be there. Be there it'll be great. Moments. He always comes through. I know sometimes he's busy, but he always comes through. Yeah, Papa Luke. Oh, he's walking out on Papa. his kids. Yeah, and like. We should al- I should also say that even though I totally support Cray's right not to be stalked by her ex, she and not Cray, I totally support Callista's right not to be stalked mm-hmm. by her ex, she is still using Cray's name and body with no mm-hmm. regard for Cray's life and is a monster. At one point, it actually says in the book that Cray sacrificed her body for Callista, and I'm like, that's not what happened. No, there was not no even discussion a discussion of Cray being like, I sacrificed his body. For the yeah, you can, lady. You can. You deserve to live, strange weirdo. What have yeah. I done with my life? I'm only a genius who's made multiple scientific important breakthroughs, right. and in this moment of trauma, feels suicidal. So right. take Go it. <laughs> it's all yours. I had my best shot. Here are the keys. <laughs> yeah. Your car now. Enjoy this smoking hot bod that everyone yeah. talks about is incredibly hot. This Kathleen Turner husky voice yeah. and. <laughs> gorgeous blonde hair and they talk about her voice being really deep and macho a lot yeah maybe that's all i got to say about this book i feel like i don't i don't got much more not one i would recommend Mm -mm. no don't start here do not start here (laughs) (laughs) i feel like at some point and this is going to require a lot more free time than either of us has right now but eventually Mm -hmm. we should try to establish like our rankings of the books we've done okay like maybe do like a top put together a little like a top 10 or like a like a top like a top five and and bottom five or yeah maybe we should make like a rating system yeah like let's think about that (laughs) (laughs) i give it five blob race tickets out of five (laughs) (laughs) The, the problem with that i think is that like my perspective changes the more we read yeah, it's hard. there are things that I was hard on early on that I was like, yeah, that I'm like, oh, what? that wasn't that bad. <laughs> I think a lot of the Young Jedi Knights books would I fare better now. now. Although I don't know because the thing with the Young Jedi Knights books was that, and 
a saga or an arc would start so promisingly. Right, and it would just kind of fall apart. And then just fall to pieces. They would just, like, take so much good stuff and then just throw it away. And, like, that was what was frustrating was the throwing it away. So I don't know if that would feel any better. Yeah. But But what do you want to read next? I don't know. That was the other thing. What are we going to do? And I have no idea. Where do we go from here? Yeah, like, what is this even? Where are we? (laughs) Who are we? (laughs) I actually was trying to look things up and like some of the th- – because some of the things that they've talked about having happened, I was like, how did that happen? And then some of them were like comic books. Uh, so when Luke when Luke became the new emperor, Yeah, I think I didn't know that. Right that hand. Was comic, that, yeah. was, that was a comic arc and like the clones of the emperor were in yeah. comics and the emperor trying to possess baby Anakin. Right, that is a comic, yeah. Is a comic. So there's a lot of interesting stuff. So I wonder if like – there were some early novels, like Splinter of the Mind's Eye, obviously. And then there were comics, and then there were more novels that came that I like had to comics, build off the comics. I'm not or, I don't know for sure. But I or think was the it comics like Thrawn? were simultaneous yeah. with the expanded universe. If it was like Thrawn and then some comics, and then they were like, We need more books too. Yeah. But like maintaining a continuity between the novels and the comics is kind of ambitious. Yeah, I mean, the expanding universe is ambitious. It was ambitious, and it was a mess, but it it's, was an ambitious mess. It's an ambitious mess, is what I will say. You know? Like, go for it, guys. I only yeah. wish they had gone for it a little more. Like, change up the formula. Make yeah. it crazy. What do we want to do? I don't know. I'm going to look on our... I mean, we could start New Jedi Order, although it seems like... I don't feel ready. We're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're ready. Um... Let's see. I was just wondering if we had any other, like, if we'd had any suggestions, but I don't think so. That people have requested. No, not for the old ones. You know, mm. the, I've, I've definitely had some suggestions for new canon books that pe- people would like us okay. to read eventually, but... Eventually. I don't think we're... Eventually. But, uh... That'll be an interesting one. I mean, I guess I could just go to the used bookstore and see if I see a book we haven't read. Yeah, I'll look in my collection. Oh, there's that New Rebellion. That's the one that has Brachus, I think. Okay. I think it's called New Rebellion. Let me Google it. I think it's called New Rebellion. We can cut some of this out. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Like, oh, I had that book somewhere around here. I wonder if I still have it. I think it is a standalone that is not an author I, we read, I don't think. No, I definitely don't know that name. It takes place shortly after the Black Fleet Crisis. Do we know what the Black Fleet Crisis is? Oh, that's another set of books that we have not read. Yeah, the Black Black Fleet Crisis is a trilogy set uh, in the Stars Expanding Universe. The book takes place 16 years after A New Hope. What's the What's the premise here, people? Give me the rundown. I don't think I read these. Me either. I've never read The Black Fleet Crisis begins in a time of peace for the New Republic. Okay, whatever. And the first time a chance occurs for the rebel alliance to turn their attention to more personal concerns okay so the first book is called before the storm do we want to do that sure sure it's oh heck yeah let's do that it's 309 pages long what (laughs) i love this book (laughs) yeah they're all like a tight 300 yeah oh this is a good saga based on length alone yeah <laughs> five star five blob race tickets oh what? oh this is one about this is one of old continuity luke trying to find out things about his mother before she was Amidala. so that's let's do interesting this. let's do this when okay, were they written? So 96 okay so like kind of probably right before they were like don't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. All right, well, fine. Yeah, because I feel like they just kind of like skimmed over that later. But um, yeah, okay. So the next is going to be Before the Storm by Michael P. Cube McDowell. Yeah, he seems to be a sci-fi, obviously. Um, yeah, sci-fi apparently. Writer. Yeah, and it takes place continuity-wise. It's next after the Crystal Star. So yes. Cool. That'll be interesting. Crystal Star, I think, belongs in our top five. I'd have to look at the full list. Crystal Star, really I think, is up there. I think Trusa Bakura has. Yeah. Well, if we can put the Han Solo trilogy in one slot, in one lump, like the I guess whole trilogy. True. Yeah. Tales H- from Jabba's Palace is up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the yeah Tales from Jabba's Palace. I think might be my number one. It was really good. Well, Huck Gambit, Tales from Jabba's Palace. It's. I, know, I liked Gambit how was. different how different Tales from Jabba's Palace was. 
It was. I think, it, like, if we'd read it first, I wouldn't have loved it as much if I'd yeah. hadn't read it. But yeah, right, okay. So, plan. We guys, know where we're going. We're going to the All right. Black Fleet Crisis? The Black Fleet Crisis is next, Before the Storm. That is 900 pages, which is oh, pretty good. <laughs> that is a dream. <laughs> that it takes Corin Horn nine hundred pages to do his laundry, <laughs> like six hundred pages. <laughs> Not oh over my it. god! I'll never. That be book would have been it. so much better if it was shorter. Yeah, well, if it hadn't spent all that time redoing Jedi, <laughs> redoing <Academy. laughs> the same books we just read. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. Well, we will be. We'll be back soon. We'll be back. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon. We're on Instagram, adolescenceafteralderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much. 